want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. Never felt 
episode 183. We're drawing nearer to episode 200. We are. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. We got to do something special. Yeah. Super special. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We started the episode with The Devil's Pension with the song Vampire Party Weekend. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Sestrugo with the song Impediment Veracity. Yes. And we strategically picked these this week because The Devil's Pension is playing at Skylark on October 29th alongside Hermit Knight and Wild Hexen. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to be a really fun show. Mm-hmm. That's going to be like somebody's in the car changing the radio station. <laughs> yeah. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. There's quite a, a vast array of different different styles yeah and it's halloween weekend so fuck it if yeah. you feel like wearing a costume yeah. do it up yeah do um it. do it do it and then i know wild Huxon will be wearing costumes yes they will be wearing gowns um and then the night before that on the 28th at montage sastruga is playing alongside Got It Alive, Necrostalker, Ringworm, and I Hate God at the montage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, this is a jam-packed weekend, because then jump ahead to Sunday the 30th, if you want to head over to the Bug Jar. We got Gates of Paradox, Axemaster, yeah. Displacer, and Shadowborn playing. Nice, nice. All three days. Nice. I think that's Shadowburn's <coughs> final show, too. Oh, no, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a bummer. They're breaking up? I guess. Oh, man. I saw a post from Patches that that will be their final show. Ah. Oh. And, um, yeah, it'll be cool to see Axe Master again. They'll be back in town. Yeah. We talked to those guys. Yeah. They're fantastic. They are. They are. Yeah. Um... And hopefully we'll get to see Displacer that we've been wanting to see for a while and have not. Yes. Yeah, we're really excited to see those guys. They're a fun group of youngins. They bring all the energy that all of us old folks no longer have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But in between that, I just want to really quick say Rick Horton is throwing a Halloween bash on the 22nd which is this coming weekend. Okay. And that's out in... Um, that's at the Rhythm and Blues Bar in Waterloo. Okay. And that has um, Kelky. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And I'm sick on top of it, so I sound like an idiot. You're sick. You have rickets. <coughs> I have shingles. Necrostalker, Inhumanus, Bound and Quartered, and Polybius. Mm-hmm. So... Lots of shows coming up. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, which is kind of fun because my blog this week was about the show that we put on in 2020 coming mm-hmm. out of isolation where there were no shows to be had. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice that we have, the scene has been revitalized. Yeah. I like it. I know. Yeah. It's definitely... <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think illnesses are ramping up again. Hopefully, things. What don't. makes you say that? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you to think about 
while we play some more music. Okay, can I talk about one more yeah, thing before the question, though? You may. So, um, we haven't been able to get out much because you've been other under the weather, and now I have been under the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what night was it? Wednesday night? Aren't we always under the weather? Uh, yeah. Well, technically, yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, we should come up with a different phrase for that. Right. And I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I should not say phrases. I don't know what they mean. It might be highly offensive. It might be. Um, that would be a good rule of thumb. <clears throat> see? People, <laughs> people use that. Uh, but anyways, this past week was um, an experimental week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a full week of all kinds of experimental shit happening, all, not shit, stuff, yeah. acts, mm-hmm. bands, mm-hmm. and performances. Experimental noise. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all around Rochester. Mm-hmm. And um, we did venture out to see a Salako improv set. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool. Yeah. To see them do something completely different. Yeah. Um, I just love those guys. Me too. So I'm glad we were able to make it out for that. I know you weren't feeling the greatest. And then the following day, I woke up with a little cold or whatever I have. Mm-hmm. Rickets. <clears throat> it's oh. not COVID. I took like a bunch of fucking tests. But. It's um, They did really well with, with the improv. <laughs> yeah, they did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a that noise experimental stuff. I've always loved like experimental, and as a concept. Yeah. Um, but like when you get to no like noise music, um, I like some of it. I remember I. I remember. Do you remember years ago when I was listening to Gnaw Their Tongues? Uh, and you're yeah. like, what, what are you saying? What are, yes. what, are you, what is that you're I was saying? Like, Spell it. I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. But I'm not like, I'm not super familiar with. <clears throat> I mean, that style has its billion subgenres too. And oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I appreciate it, but I don't, I can't say I understand all of it. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Yeah. Maybe some of it's not meant to be understood. Oh, right, right. All right, what's his question? All right, the question is, we were talking earlier in the week about, um, I saw an article that had, it said like, if you have any of these old toys, you might be rich. And I was reading off like the list of these toys and what they're worth now. Like, uh were they like My Little Pony and He-Man and shit like that? Stuff or? like that. Like Beanie Babies was one of them. Okay. And uh, <coughs> I forgot what some of the other ones were. Uh, one was like the original G.I. Joe from the, the late 60s figures. I was telling you about that. Those like, are the big ones, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you brought up, and I guess like the whole supply and demand and how much somebody wants something. Yeah. Like we were talking about what makes these things so valuable. Well, like why do people pay this ridiculous amount? For yeah. Something that is not, it's not worth it. You know uh, yeah. I mean? Um, but it brings me to this other point where we watched the Dahmer series recently. And mm-hmm. I think 
like pretty much everyone has. And we really enjoyed it. But I saw this article and I don't know that they sold, but they put up, I don't know who put them up. I'm guessing his family. But uh, they put up Jeffrey Dahmer's glasses that he wore in prison were put up for sale for $150,000. Were they bought? I don't know. Okay. So what's the question? The question is, where do you think they, it's like, there's really not a good answer for this question, but like, where did they come up with this amount, this value? Like we're going to, they just, like you can't, like a lot of times people look on eBay for a comparison or something like that and say, this is going for this amount, then I'm going to sell it for this amount or slightly less to make it right. more appealing. Like they couldn't have like looked on eBay and said, what are, what's the average Jeffrey Dahmer glasses going for? Yeah. Where do you think they came up with this amount? This so do I answer now or after we play songs? After we play songs. All right. What are we listening to? First up, we're going to hear Sacrilegion with the song Tainting the Sky with Red off of their upcoming release from which Nightmares Crawl out on December 9th on Chaos Records. And then we're going to go into Hammers of Misfortune with the song Don't Follow the Lights off their upcoming album Overtaker out December 2nd. And then after that, Ebon from Singapore with the song In the Streams of Untaunted Vile Desire. And this is a reissue of The Garden of Theophrastus, originally published in 1995. This will include 15 tracks plus demo versions of the entire 2003 wow. EP, An Prodigious Odyssey. Out this fall on Rude Awakening Records.
This episode of Grim Dystopian is brought to you by Commander Giblet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have sponsors now. <laughs> Commander okay. Giblet. Um, all right, so back to the Dahmer glasses. So I was thinking about this yeah. while we were I listening have, to I have more songs. to add to you, to, to <laughs> your to your thoughts, too. Oh, do you want to go first? No, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I think you're right. There is, like, no real answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's crazy, but the follow-up question to that is where is that money? G- who is benefiting from the profit of the sale of his prison glasses? Okay. So during during the music, I looked up the article okay. that I was remembering. And um, it says that they were listed by collector Taylor James the owner of Vancouver-based Murderbilia, um, which is a website that sells cult collectibles. And it says that James allegedly acquired the glasses and a number of other items owned by Dahmer after Dahmer's father's housekeeper contacted him. James agreed to manage the merchandise in exchange for a cut of the profits. So apparently he's going to profit and the father's housekeeper. Yeah, I don't think that's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not about it. So this goes back to we had Jesse Vial on, mm-hmm. who is a um, really cool guy. He's a producer mm-hmm. um, and he does like a lot of true crime stuff. Yeah, he does and some great stuff. He does, but he does it from a very and different. Before you continue, we have the reason we sought him out originally was that he did the Jason Becker "Not Dead Yet" documentary, yeah, which we were huge fans of. Yes, and are huge yeah. fans of. And when we looked for him and found him randomly on Facebook, um, we didn't realize that he was like a a pretty big name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but. He was gracious enough to agree to come on, and it was a good conversation. Yeah, it was a great conversation. But in that conversation, he talks about how he focuses more on the victim aspect of his true crime yeah. and not sensationalizing yep. uh, the killers. Mm-hmm. And there's a fine line there. There really is. Um, you know, I'm, I am fascinated by true crime, mm-hmm. but I'm not fascinated by glorifying the guts and gore of it. I think there's real victims. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am fascinated in the study of how these people come to be Mm -hmm. the way they are. Mm -hmm. Is it their environment? Is it, are they born that way? Is it their upbringing? So. Isn't, isn't these stories being glorified though by the media, by people writing books? Isn't that what makes this so appealing to you to watch? Like, if you didn't know anything about, like, there's a there's a lot of other people doing really fucked up shit that Ugh, we don't I see know. all over the news. And I know, all, you know what I mean. But 
It's not as interesting. Yeah, I know. I know. There is like a skeezy part of it. Yeah. There is. Um, but I never want to come across like I'm glorified. Like I right. think somebody, like I would never seek out Jeff Dahmer and try and rate love letters to him. And Like I don't glorify these yeah, people. Yeah. It's sociology I don't for think, me. I don't I think. think you were his type, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I'm getting at is I don't think it's right that people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. off of, like it should go to something. Mm-hmm. It should go to victims. It should go to studies. It should go to counts. I don't know. I feel like it should go to something Mm-hmm. Other than the housekeeper's pocket. Like, yeah. I just think, like, a lot of people died. Yeah. And were impacted mm-hmm. by him. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't realize, I don't know if you've seen any of this, but all of the victims' families and his, um, the, what, his neighbor, the black woman that lived next to him, yeah. um, came forward and was like, Netflix never even talked to her talk to us mm-hmm. like they used our names and they yeah. used our stories and yeah. she's like i don't even know how they found the clothes i wore mm-hmm. um i don't know another thing that came to mind too is i would even question i mean i guess he could have multiple glasses but <laughs> what if they're not even his glasses if they're not his glasses or how he was killed if he was wearing glasses when that happened, they're f- destroyed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so how do you prove that that's... And the picture, they look pretty... Like they're in really good condition. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. And it's weird that people pay for that. That's... Like, wouldn't you... I don't know. I know people have fascinations with things. And they like to collect things. I get things. it. We do too. Yeah. Uh, well, we do, we collect records. <laughs> yeah. 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 I collect junk according to you, so. <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> and then I throw it away when you're not looking. Yeah, and then I have to buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, time to play some songs. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yeah. All right extirpation from italy with the song electrocution strike off their upcoming release the endless storm out november 25th on chaos records then after that impure with the song death secretion off of their latest release satan's eclipse out now on chaos records and then we're going to go into ulfa with the song dispel off their latest release all that has never been true out now on vendetta records
All right. So, you know, every so often, um, the American Library Association puts out a new list of banned books mm-hmm. based on content. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm all stuffy, but I do have good news. Good news. Good news. My ear just popped. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So now I can hear my dumb self again. Um, so on this list of banned books is the Twilight series. You remember the Twilight series, yeah, right? Unfortunately. It actually became one of the most banned books in America. The novels were challenged for being sexually explicit including religious views and being unsuitable for their age group. That just makes people want that shit more. Totally. Um, Soon after that, The Hate You Give, which explores racism and police brutality, which was released in 2017, quickly found its way on the top of banned books lists. In Texas, the novel was banned because of vulgar language. You know, that's what they take out of the fucking novel, but whatever. Okay. A student in the school district launched a petition and was able to get the book back on the shelves, but students must, must get parental permission before checking the book out. In South Carolina, um, the Fraternal Order of Police... Hmm. I don't even know what that is. Um, protested the book saying they believed it created almost an indoctrination of distrust of police. No, they've done that themselves. <laughs> right? Like, can we not look at the the story? <laughs> right. Right. I, I don't know. It's crazy to me. <clears throat> In 1987... Where's Waldo was banned. <laughs> what? Because one reader spotted a partially topless woman in one of the pictures. <laughs> the book even landed on the list of the 100 most banned books between 1990 and 2000. In 2007, a Texas prison banned Where's Waldo Santa Spectacular, but allowed prisoners to read titles like uh, Adolf Hitler's books. I don't even know how do you say that. And books penned by David Duke, the former Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, I Do you see how fucking ridiculous this is? Yeah, it is ridiculous. But I, th- I find it hilarious that the artist that did that <laughs> stuck that in there. <laughs> which is great. Had cartoon boobs in there? Yeah. Well, isn't it ridiculous how, like, you could turn on tv any time of the day and see people being murdered on tv but oh you can't show a nipple in a book that's banned what yeah how how, that's fucking insane logic yeah i know um and frank's the diary of a young girl should be essential reading to understand the horrors of the holocaust which i agree with Mm -hmm. i read it in school did you read it Mm -hmm. it was like a the English book you had to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, it has been banned by several school districts that claim the way Anne writes about her body in the book is pornographic. 
In Alabama, one textbook committee said they believed the book should be banned because it was a real downer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sure is. You know what? Yes. <laughs> the Holocaust is a real fucking downer. <laughs> wow. It's like making me mad. Can you tell? Mm-hmm. Um, all boys aren't blue. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this book. I want to start reading some of these. I know. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm going to save this list. We're going to do full reports on them. What was that Blue Boy magazine? That was a joke. Go ahead. Go oh. ahead. <laughs> um, so we, we need video so people can see your face. My face. I'm saying the stuff. <laughs> yeah. George M. Johnson's essay collection about gender identity is the second most banned book in the United States and has been removed from over 29 school districts. The book was challenged for including LGBTQIA plus content, profanity, uh, and it was considered sexually explicit. Uh, Captain Underpants. What? Why? Um, challenged because some believed it was encouraging disruptive behavior. Uh, oh, additionally, Captain Underpants and the sensational saga of Sir Stinks a Lot was questioned for featuring a same-sex couple. Mm. Man, that is offensive. Yep. Uh, what else we got here? The Hunger Games. Um, what has been challenged due to being anti-ethnic, anti-family, and violent, as well as having offensive language, satanic references, and uh, references to overt sexuality. Who? How do they decide <clears throat> what books are banned? I don't know. Um, I'd love to see who sits on the board of that. And they don't want to see my book collection. Woo-wee! <laughs> you know, I love my eroticas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shell Silverstein's Where the Sidewalk Ends has been bad in schools because some believe it promotes drug use, suicide, death, violence, disrespect for authority, disrespect for truth, and rebellion against parents. <laughs> I can see you're looking at me so annoyed. I also wish we had a video camera. <laughs> uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Um, you can guess mm-hmm. what that is yeah. all about. Under his eye. Yeah. Uh, the Perks of Being a Wallflower. The list just goes like, um, I guess that's kind of it, but mm. <clears throat> it's interesting. So that's like the PMRC for books. Yeah. So it's um this is on BuzzFeed and it BuzzFeed. I can't I'm all clogged up and I can't talk right. So I'm just not going to make you edit any of it. Um but it's kind of cool, I think that they have like a meme at the top of the article that says censor censorship leaves us in the dark. Uh-huh. So you know how this author feels about mm. banning these books. I wonder how <clears throat> These authors feel about their books making that list. Like like we talked about, it, it makes you, people want the stuff more. 
but also like when when a music artist got that parental advisory sticker on their album or was on the PRMRC's list, like their fucking sales went skyrocketed. Yeah. I wonder if these authors like like being on that list. I'm guessing all of them don't, but I wonder if some of them appreciate like, oh, I'm getting some attention now. Well, some of them are dead. Yeah. I think Shell was canceled before or after he died. Mm. But didn't he? I guess so. I don't I don't know. And yeah, no, I guess I don't know either, but <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I mean I don't know how I would feel. I think my feelings would be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sensitive. What if your memoirs were put out there from your blogs? It's the risk I take. And it, it ended up on that list. It it could. But the confidence I have in those is those are my stories mm-hmm. from my point of view. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is offended, I'm really sorry, but that's my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my experiences. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not creatively writing something for somebody, you know, mm-hmm. to... Mm-hmm. All right, I have a big question for you. Oh, boy. You're probably going to want to cut this out. Okay. The question is, like, you and I are, like, huge <clears throat> advocates for free speech, right? As long as it's not hurting people. Um, yeah, but there's a caveat there. Like, we say at the end of every show, don't be an asshole. Right. So, yes, I believe in free speech, but just don't be an asshole. What if you believe something? You're not trying to hurt somebody. But you really believe something and you continually put it out there. Like, you really believe it. And there's a lot of people that really believe things that might not necessarily be true. They're not trying to hurt people. So they might be trying to enlighten people in their head. You are opening the door for arguments and criticism. Yeah. Like, we don't talk about politics on the show. Right. Because, number one... We're not really political people. Mm. And number two, we think it's fucking stupid. Mm. Like it's two teams and they're fighting for who they think is best. Yeah, but my team's better. <clears throat> but we purposely don't talk about it on the show because yeah. we don't feel like arguing about it. Right. So like people can have their opinions about it and that's cool. Right. We're just not going to argue with it right. with you about it. And that's not what our show is about. Exactly. It's a break from all of that, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to Thor about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you put yourself out there and you're so passionate about something that has opposing views, mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there to be attacked mm-hmm. and to be criticized. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you stand for and represent, then that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's not my personality type. Mm-hmm. I have my views and I quietly have my views and I respect the views of those around me and I try to have compassion for people that I don't quite understand or agree with Yeah, because I don't think that we can cure hate with hate. So if you have to your point, somebody who is, you know, broadcasting their views on something that might be hurtful mm-hmm. to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's my right to attack 
them. Mm-hmm. But it is my right not to associate myself with them. Do you think? Do you think? I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. Do you <clears throat> think? Yeah, I don't. This is too big of a question for. Yeah, it's huge. And we're already babbling, and the show's going to be forever long. Yeah. I think I'll I'll ask you this other question while we listen to the song. Okay.
Hi, this is God Alive, and you're listening to Cryptosopian.
time Spreading death and fear across the land We started off that last segment with the band Witchhammer from Connecticut. 
uh, with the song Flames of Hell. I believe Witchhammer only put out one demo in 1986, it looks like. Um, that was posted by Aaron from Dark Age Records, which is a Rochester record label that specializes in reissuing old school heavy metal, metal. Um, I don't think he's putting that out, but he just posted it. I thought it was cool. And after that, Metallion from Canada with the song Behind the Lies. That is coming off of their upcoming release, Beyond the Wall, which comes out on our meeting anniversary, October 24th, on Temple of Mystery Records. Then after that, Meridian with the song The Road Back to Hell. And that is off of their latest release, The Fourth Dimension, which is out now on From the Vaults. Wouldn't be an episode without uh, some facts. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> a Harvard study. Are these real facts or facts as you know them? They're internet facts. Oh, okay. Take it as you wish. Okay. A Harvard study found that our IQs can be dropped by 13 points when we are under financial stress. Hmm. This is in part due to the amount of brain power we use to think about any financial burdens we carry. Hmm. An estimated 30 million Facebook accounts belong to people who have died. By the year 2070, wow. a study has estimated there will be more dead people than living people with Facebook accounts. That's weird. That is very weird. Um, lab-grown human and mouse brain cells living in a Petri dish became sentient enough to learn to play the video game Pong. Wow. Just the brain? Brain cells. Brain cells. Living in a Petri dish. That's weird. <laughs> I, I remember seeing an article about something similar. A while ago. I don't think it was that complicated. But they had... It was a similar... They had trained... Or the brain cells learned somehow to, how to do a task. Like it had electrodes hooked up to it. Yeah. And I forgot what it was doing. It wasn't a video game, but I don't know. It was really... I don't know. That's like weird science fiction. Yeah. Not even science fiction anymore. It's like reality. Life. Yeah. <laughs> Um, keeping secrets is a universal phenomenon. Researchers found that approximately 97% of people are keeping a secret at any given time, and the average person is currently keeping around 13 secrets. Hmm. Nothing. <laughs> That's a trap. What do you got? Secrets over there? That's a trap. <laughs> uh, a 2011 study found that people tend to be more miserable. Wait, I'm sorry. Let me start over. A 2011 study found that people tend to be so miserable on Mondays that on average, they don't crack a smile until 11.16 a.m. Hmm. Monday's like your favorite day. Monday is absolutely my favorite day. Weird. I don't know why. It's weird. It is so weird. Everyone thinks it's completely bizarre, but it flies by. I don't know. 
Mondays are way better at work than Fridays. To me. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Uh, I have a fact. I need to blow my nose. I didn't know this, and I don't know if you did, or if you care. <clears throat> but did you know that each of the suits on a deck of cards represents the four major pillars of the economy in the Middle Ages? Actually, I did not know that. No. I guess uh, heart represented the church, spades represented the military, clubs represented agriculture, and diamonds represented the merchant class. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting, right? You one-up me on the facts. Your fact was better than mine. I don't don't know. I mean, the Petrie fact was pretty cool, but... The the Facebook one was kind of telling yeah hmm. yep a lot to think about <laughs> as we ride off into the sunset yep of this episode let's head on out of here all right what do we got three more songs <gasps> nope just two more two songs sorry but in honor of axe master coming into town yes. on the 30th mm-hmm. the bug jar yes we're going to be playing Peeling Skin off of the Overture to Madness album. Yes. And then after that, Insanguinate from Slovenia with the song Hunted. And this is off of their latest release, Eldritch Anatomy, which is out now on Emancipation Productions. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? S2, 3, and 4. Keeps the penis off the floor. <laughs> Look it up. It's true. Here's time for